a swag after him, boss. Is that is that bow tie? And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, color books, and everything in between. I am your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time, and of course, let's jump right into the download. Now, one movie genre I've never gotten really deep into but i've always enjoyed is that noir sort of genre movies like the maltese falcon come to mind when you think of this classic movie genre and a game by the name of backbone really seeks to encapsulate the feel of that sort of noir that private investigator on that case any sort of twists and turns that that case unraveled about the world around him now this game backbone is available for all platforms and retails for $24.99 it's also available on game pass at the time of this recording so that means you'll get it for about $19.99 on game pass but backbone is a new adventure indie video game developed by eggnut it is and has been released for all major platforms, Switch, Nintendo, PS4, 5, so on and so forth. Uh, and it is a game that it reminds me so much of the classic NES Nintendo Entertainment System uh, detective game Deja Vu, where you are interacting with the uh, citizens of the town you live in. You're this gritty gumshoe down on your luck you know not exactly well respected you have this case that you are of course the cliche you're trying to get dirt on a husband that is cheating on his wife and that leads you through or into a world that you never knew existed in your town and the twist in terms in the seated underbelly of this town that is inhabited by human-like animals badgers otters dogs cats bears it's a game that really sets a really good atmosphere it is pixelated e graphics so it's something that plays well on ps4 5 xbox whatever and now that it's on the switch i'm really interested to see how it plays there because it seems like it would be a really excellent game to play on the mobile system a mobile system in general especially the switch is definitely something that if you have game pass ultimate will definitely translate well to playing via the cloud on your mobile device as well so i definitely recommend backbone i've been playing for i think the time of this recording about two hours and it is definitely a cool game to get in uh, pick up and play they have some stealth elements there the I really enjoy the conversation trees because you can be a real smooth talk and get the information you want or say the wrong thing and a potential suspect or uh, information they will inform it they will really just clam up when you stop talking and you can't get any more information and you have to find another way to find the information and get the solution you need in this particular case so I really like that so it offers a whole lot of replay ability as well so that's my download for the week Backbone is on all major systems and is developed by Egna. If you listen to this podcast, you know I love comics. And one of the things I love just as much as reading comics is talking about comics. 
And there are two guys who I've worked with in the past who do a really awesome podcast called Robots from Tomorrow. These are probably not the most insightful, but two of the most insightful comic book guys I've ever met in my life. And Robots from Tomorrow is a twice weekly comics podcast recorded at the center of the earth so it's pretty hot down there and brought to you by the good folks at multiversity.com so greg and mike are the two gentlemen that are proprietors the hosts of the podcast and they do a phenomenal job they are they really geek out about comics and i really love it they have really great interviews and just really great historical insights into the medium and into any book they're covering right now they're on hiatus but they are currently working on new episodes and according to greg has some very interesting interviews coming down the pipe so i would suggest looking up robots from tomorrow and going through some of their back catalog especially with a lot of the great interviews that they have so that's the podcast spotlight for the week now let's get into the short takes and we're going to be short this week with the short takes first up is Disney Pixar released the new trailer for Lightspeed. Now, if you've been living under the rock, excuse me, Lightyear, uh, if you've been living under a rock, Buzz Lightyear is one of the main characters in the Toy Story uh, movies. And that toy itself is based off of the TV show Buzz Lightyear and Star Command. Well, Disney Pixar has now made a the real story or the story of the real Buzz Lightyear and unfortunately he's not voiced by Tim Allen he's voiced by Chris Evans aka Captain America but seeing this first full trailer we saw a teaser a few months ago but it really looks great it it really came out of left field because I had no idea they were even doing this movie and for it to come out in I guess it's no surprise it looks as, as good as it does but it just looks phenomenal and Pixar has been putting out some really unique movies and they've been good but they all look very different and unique and this one goes for a more realistic uh, sort of art style at least realistic for Pixar so I'm excited with that I think it's really going to translate to the action of the film very very well uh we saw images of zerg for the first time uh more action scenes and a bit more of the cast of this movie or let's just say the other characters of this movie outside of buzz so i'm really looking forward to uh light year when it comes out and i feel like it comes out i don't know if it's this summer or christmas usually that's how these things go and i'm pretty sure this is going to be a theater only release for Disney, not like the other Pixar movies, which they've unceremoniously dumped onto Disney Plus, which is good for subscribers like me. But in general, it just you know you lose out on that movie-going experience when they just dump it on Disney Plus like that. So that's my first short take. Lightyear, the official trailer for the new Lightyear movie based on Buzz Lightyear from Disney Pixar. Next up is a remake of an '80s classic. And this movie, the original movie, is one that put Drew Barrymore on the map. And this, of course, is the remake to Firestarter based on the seminal Stephen King short story. And in this case, the you have Zac Efron playing the father of the young girl who is this pyrokinetic, who has a pyrokinetic um, powers and 
he is trying to protect her from, of course, this government organization that is trying to capture her because they want to, quote unquote, protect her, but realistically want to study her and try to use her powers. It looks good. I would say of any of the sort of 80s classic I don't is is Firestarter really considered a horror movie? I guess because it's Stephen King, they consider it horror. I never found it scary even back then, but I feel like this tale is one that can be retold over and over again generationally. So it looks like it's going to be pretty good. And Blumhouse is behind, and they've been behind a lot of horror movies and, and remakes of horror franchises over the past few years so it looks like it can definitely be a very good not remake but a new version of that classic story by Stephen King so I'm definitely looking forward to it Zac Efron I think in many respects is a very underrated actor who has definitely shown his range since the high school musical days so so long ago so just on the strength of the sort of performance I know he can give I want to see it. So, Firestarter is definitely something I'll go see. I probably won't see it in the theater, but I would definitely watch it when it comes out on streaming, whenever that is. Now, you thought the short takes were short compared to usual. The reviews are going to be even shorter. So, this week, we are looking at the first episode of Shinmu the animation. I think it was last podcast or the podcast before I talked about the upcoming Shinmu the animation uh, anime that was coming out on Crunchyroll and Adult Swim. So I had the opportunity to watch the first episode and as someone who is a fan of the game series, I absolutely loved it. I love how there were aspects that were fleshed out of Ryo's character before his father was unceremoniously killed by Landy in the beginning of the episode. I loved the further character development. I, I just really loved that this anime is going to really flush out the story of this game that yes you play through the game and yes you 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 know find things you do things but i would love to see this story fleshed out more without having to work at the docks and and move um crates and this and like that part got a bit boring and it's like you just want to get to the story that's one of the things i love about shinmu the gameplay isn't always the greatest but the story was really good and this series really looks to flesh out that story and to really grow these characters now what i'm interested in knowing is how much of the story or or how much of the game's first season is going to really look at because i feel like based on it could either go first game or first game and second game i doubt that the third game will be a part of this first season of this series but i'm really interested to see if it goes all the way through to the second game because i remember the synopsis talked about going to hong kong and he doesn't go to hong kong until the second game um unfortunately i watched the dub version not the english version uh and i say unfortunately because I was really interested in comparing the voices for the English version or the sub version compared to the voice actors from the game to see if there are any sort of uh, similarities with how the voice actors voice these characters compared to the English dubbing and the voices that were in the original games. So that was the only thing I was um, concerned about. Well, I really wanted to see uh, in that regard. But the Japanese voice acting was top notch. 
I, I really got the emotions of the characters, even though I understand a lick of, Japan, of Japanese. But I definitely recommend Shinimu the Animation if you just like anime. Watch it. Great fighting scenes. I'm pretty sure there'll be more to come. If you're a fan of the games, I would say definitely it should be a series you don't miss. And that's Shinmu the Animation. And I believe that comes on Sunday nights on Adult Swim and on Crunchyroll the same day, just the subversion. So that's the reviews. Now, since we're finished talking about anime, and of course, I love fragrances, I want to talk to you about our new sponsor. Pete and Pedro. Now, if you've been around the internet, especially if you're looking at male style fragrances and whatnot, you've probably heard of Pete and Pedro. But one of the things about Pete and Pedro is that they're very well known for their hair care products, mousses, and all those good things. However, they ventured out in the past year or so into fragrances. That's right. Pete and Pedro makes fragrances. You know I love the sound of that. All of their fragrances are inspired by very well-known fragrances. Villain is inspired by Tom Ford's Tobacco Vanilla. King is inspired by Creed's Green Irish Tweed. Rebel is inspired by Creed Aventus. And Hero is inspired by Aqua de Jo. Now, one of the great things about all of these fragrances is that they're all EDP concentration, so they're pretty strong. They're 50 milliliter bottles, at least if you get a larger bottle. They do have sample sizes for about 10 bucks. But these 50 ml bottles only run you $49. So that's less than a dollar or a milliliter. So I definitely am a fan of the fragrances. And if you're interested, you can use our discount code ehawks10 or the link in the show notes to get 10% off your first purchase so it's pete and pedro ehawks10 get 10% off your first purchase try a fragrance out or two or three why not now we make a return to the long box now of course i am still trapped in the 90s reliving my middle school days going through all of these glorious uh $1 bins and one out of various comic book shops i've been able to travel to and a book i picked up recently is x-force number seven now again i have this book way back in my collection way back in baltimore that's nowhere near the house I live in now. So I tend to rebuy some of the things from my, my adolescence that I've really uh, had a lot of fun with. And rereading this book, I remember how much I, I want to say loved Rob Liefeld's artwork. I loved seeing his artwork evolve from the, the early New Mutant stuff to X-Force and eventually to image stuff with, with Youngblood. I love that evolution, and as a fan, even back then, I love that. But rereading this book, really the story doesn't matter um, in this regard. It was another issue where X-Force is fighting the MLF, uh, Mutant Liberation Front. They're in the Savage Land, Sauron, or Sauron, not Sauron from Lord of the Rings, but Sauron, the mutant who... Uh, turns into the pterodactyl guy who feeds off of other mutants. Uh, they're fighting him. It's it's shenanigans. It's 90s. But I will say this. I forgot 
The Toad has always been this sort of strange mutant character, in my opinion. Uh, Originally with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and then with Freedom Force back in the day. He's always been like, what is his purpose? What is his power? One of the things that I loved about Liefeld's run on X-Force and by extension, uh, writer Fabian Nicia. I hope I pronounced my, I always pronounce his name wrong. They really made the Toad menacing. Part of it was Nicia's writing, but the way Liefeld draws Toad with that menacing, evil grin. He is a character that you definitely are going to be scared of, or at least scared of what's going on inside of his twisted mind. And I don't think any other artist, even till today, has ever been able to capture that sort of uh, menacing nature of the character um, from their pencils as Liefeld uh, does or or has so I, I really like that and one of the things that I remembered about this book is if I remember correctly at the end of this book Sauron pretty much impales Cannonball and you think he's dead and this sets up that whole external storyline of these immortal mutants and Gideon and all of them that came afterwards which um, I wonder how that plays into the current X universe now but it was really different and interesting when all of that happened so that's my pick for Lombacks this week's X-Force number seven volume one check it out if you got Marvel Unlimited, I'm sure it's there. It's also a book you can find pretty inexpensively online. If there's a trade, and I'm pretty sure there is of that first few issues of X-Force from back in the day, definitely pick that up. It is great reading, even just for nostalgia purposes. But I love those 90s storylines, especially when everything as far as the X universe was so interconnected it was always fun to read and I really enjoyed that about how books really were back then now next up is the hidden gems and this one is one that I literally hear no one talk about back before we had streaming back before everybody and their mama had cable we had syndication and so many wonderful shows came out in syndication growing up in baltimore we had the three um major television stations abc nbc and cbs and then we had all of the uhf channels so in this case channel 45 channel 54 full time channel 24 before it turned to home shopping network and channel 20 out of dc which we got on a, a rainy day well 45 and 54 at the time were independent stations this is before the advent of the fox network as well as i believe 54 is not UPN, WB, whatever, CW, yeah, CW. That's what it is now. But before that, there were a whole lot of television shows that they can buy up and show, and they can show them anytime they wanted to, thus syndication. Not just the reruns of old shows, but the 90s particularly saw a large influx of 80s and 90s, particularly because Star Trek Next Generation was syndicated. A lot of uh, television shows do syndication. And one of those shows that I remember fondly was a show called Forever Night. Now, I mentioned this show because when this show came out on CBS many, many years after Forever Night, and this is a show called Moonlight, it reminded me so much of Forever Night and its premise. You had a detective cop who was a vampire. 
no, that's not exactly a new premise, but even how they framed the show was very much like Forever Night because Forever, Forever, Forever Night synopsis is you have an 800-year-old vampire, Detective Nick Knight, who is in a quest for redemption as a cop in Toronto while trying to hide his true nature from the rest of the world. And, and with Midnight, when that show came on in the, I believe it was the... 2010s i forget exactly when similar premise premise not exactly the same but you you did have a similar premise premise and i really enjoyed this show because at the time it was so different at that time as well i love vampires and any sort of vampire anything i could get at the time i watched it and it was such a morality play but i love the flashbacks of nick to his previous lives and especially when he counted other vampires that were from his previous life or from his past especially when you're around 800 years you tend to meet a lot of people you tend to do a lot of bad things so you saw a lot of flashbacks to give precedence to the story at hand and also to give character development to nick as the show went on and i believe the show lasted four or five seasons from 92 to about 95 96 and uh, you can find it online, I believe, a couple of seasons, if not all, are currently on Tubi. I think some on IMDb TV as well. But I definitely suggest you checking out Forever Night. It's good 90s sort of horror slash cop procedural uh, sort of show with interconnecting storylines. It, it was serialized to a degree, but back then you didn't have the overly serialization as you do with something like a Battlestar Galactica or something like that. But I definitely recommend you checking out Forever Night. And again, right now I know it's definitely on Tubi and I think it's on IMDb, but again, search YouTube. I'm pretty sure you'll find it there as well. Now it's time for the fragrance of the week. And this week's fragrance is Renaissance Man by Chris Collins. And this is a EDP concentration. And you are going to be able to obtain a 50 ml bottle for $175. Now this fragrance is described as an energetic, emotional fragrance. It unites different natural elements from marine notes to honey to bergamot. It takes its name from the French word for rebirth and the Harlem Renaissance of the 20th century, a time of renewed creativity in Manhattan. The spicy gourmand feel of the scent creates moments full of vitality. Now with that description, I'm sure you want to know what exactly are the notes. Well, the notes are, you have top notes of marina chords, bergamot, and ginger, middle notes of cinnamon, sage, and honey, and then base notes of tonka bean, tobacco and leather now i will tell you one of the things about this first of all this fragrance lasts all day long this is a 12 hour plus fragrance on my skin there's definitely a warmth that comes with this fragrance particularly from the mid notes of the cinnamon and sage and you really get that sweetness from the honey uh, the spiciness as well really translates very well with marina cords and the freshness uh, citrus of the bergamot in the top. But the there's a, a definitely a, a sensualness. I, I get a rebirth. I get the rebirth. I get the renaissance sort of vibe from it. But with that tobacco and that leather and the base 
I get a real sensualness from this. It's it's definitely one. I'm not sure if this will be a panty dropper, but it's definitely one for a. It will turn heads. It will get attention. But it's definitely a very sophisticated fragrance. Uh, I definitely see. I think Harlem Renaissance. I think Langston Hughes. I think County Cullen. I think that whole scene, high class. And this is definitely a fragrance that reeks of high class. You're, you're not wearing this uh, with a fitted and some Tims and, uh, you know, pair of jeans. This is not the fragrance you wear with it. This is definitely something you wear when you are really trying to class up the joints. So I, it, it lives up to its name. You would definitely feel like a Renaissance man when you're wearing this fragrance and even from a price point for a a niche fragrance like this uh and also from a black owned com fragrance company i feel like the 150 175 dollars excuse me for the 50 ml bottle is a very good price especially considering when i was talking about pain drops a couple weeks ago uh similar bottle for the morning chest costs 250 to 300 dollars uh, so this is definitely one uh, that I would recommend if you're looking to spend a little bit extra coin um, on a fragrance and you want something that's definitely going to be high quality. Also, I'm very big about not smelling like it, the other gentlemen in the room to be distinctive and to stand out. This is definitely one that will have you standing out from every other man in the room. So that's my take on Renaissance Man by Chris Collins. And of course, we have come to the end of another episode of the Sartorian Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. You can find me on Instagram at Webster Style or at Sartorian Geek. Find me on Twitter at Webster Style. Find me, of course, on the web at WebsterStyle.com. Also, you can find me each week doing the NRW Checkpoint on uh, New Release Wednesday, Nerds Rule the World. Links in the show notes. You can get kind of confusing sometimes. And obviously, if you want to reach out and contact me, drop me an email at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for lending me your ear. And remember, be safe out there. Clothes on them legs, yeah. thighs. Need to get strong, we can lift them to the sky. The party starts at 12. Get we it. got a little time, hey. time, time hey. to get hey. it on. Get and on. on back, I'm the type of person on. And after that, take a picture with the phone of the outfit. I'm met, I'm choosing what we on. Now it was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't know. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear... Oh, Miss Million, them heels killing them. But I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp, babe. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday. Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Get the very clean. Get it, 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 get the very clean.
single. Cause no one man should have all that styling. Take it off, clothes on the floor piling. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Cause no one man should have all that styling. Take it off, clothes on the floor piling. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Let's see what it seems.